Hey, Chris. How you doing? Good. Welcome to Leading is Serving podcast. That's right. Thanks for joining us. Hey, I'm always here, man. Well, I know. I, I'm just letting everybody else know we appreciate them there. I'm glad that they're listening. I am glad. Yes. <laughs> you guys, thank you for listening and tuning in. Right. Our audience of 50 million listeners. <laughs> right. We're 50. Um, yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, I mean, yeah, we're just, we're here to champion that, um, you know, leading is, is serving people. It so is. That we are fighting for the highest good of those that, that we serve. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so that that's our whole whole thing around here. Right. So this is what we what we rant and rave about. Right. Even even when you tell me I'm getting on my tangents. <laughs> yeah. Even the squirrels we chase have mm-hmm. to do with that somehow. Right. At least we like to believe so. What have you been up to, man? Oh, you know what? It's been busy. Uh I know that we did a couple of weeks ago, and we're gonna talk about this more, but uh we're talking about a you know, purchasing a business. Well, I was actually in the throes of purchasing a business. Yeah. And so Finally, that is done, and so it's done. Uh, but now there's a whole bunch of work to do. Well, yeah, of course, <laughs> right? Like, yeah. who would have thought that you know you buy then, a business and you got to start working? It doesn't come that easy, right? <laughs> right? No, nothing ever does. Yeah. So you know, it's just been busy, and um, <clears throat> my other business is is is. Um, I keep hearing everybody talk about the fact that it's potentially going into, an economic issues, um, coming and. But yet, my business, uh, my renovation business, is taking off like crazy. So, right. I'm just trying to keep up with it all and trying to keep it in perspective. So, yeah, it's it's an interesting times we're going through. Good. So, okay. yeah, I'm excited. Glad you're staying busy. Yeah, me too. <laughs> How about you? What are you up to? Always busy. Yeah, um, man. We are getting ready to head out of town next week. Oh, did you forget to tell me and take me with you? Yes. <laughs> Intentionally, great. Uh, this is a uh, kid-free trip. Oh, and so, so we're sweet. we're traveling with some friends and getting a really really good vacation. That's and awesome. So we try and do that about once a year. Yeah, you know, for your you know for sanity's sake and right, just for renewal and rest and stuff like that. And so, um, looking forward to getting out of town with my wife. And that's awesome. Um, you know, and our our oldest daughter's coming into town to take care of the youngers. So oh, that's cool. I mean. That's good news. That is That's good, good news. stuff. That so, is good stuff. You know, so we're really excited about that. So and, lesson uh, learned for, num- for number one for today, always take at least a week off so that you can enjoy life with your wife. Well, there you go. I there like go. that. There you go. So that's good stuff. Yeah, it is. So I'm, I'm proud of you for doing it. I'm proud of you for carving out the time to do it because it's not easy. Well, we're very thankful for friends from uh, Colorado that we're traveling with. Okay. Because they booked the room and said, hey, you want to join us? We're like, uh, yeah. Right. <laughs> like, we'll be there. That's <laughs> so, awesome. Well, so. thank you for good friends then, too. Yeah, yeah, totally. Totally. So, so. so what are we talking about today? Well, um, I'm a part of a group that we've been going through a book called The E-Myth. Okay. And I know this is a very popular book. I mean, there's it like totally 30 is. different editions, right. you know, and stuff like that. It's um, been around for a minute. Michael Gerber is the author to that. And, you know, really really had some beautiful insight into the entrepreneurial journey. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, and so as a group, we've been walking through this kind of, you know, using it as a discussion guide a little bit right. um, to talk about business development among our, you know, um, respective industries that we're in. Right. Um, you know, and so it's been really cool. Um, okay. So really, I'm going to kind of <clears throat> kind of want to piggyback off of that. Okay. <laughs> and use that as a framework for what we're talking about, because I thought it was just really, um, it was really insightful. I loved it. So we're kind of in the middle of the book um, okay. where um, where Gerber is talking about 
thinking of your business as a franchise. Right. First. Okay. That, you know, often we, we sit in our business and we think about the products we need to offer and what marketing and where we're at on sales. How are we closing? You know, what are we what are we communicating? What's our, you know, is payroll getting out? And we, we think about all those day-to-day systems. Right. Um, but what he's, what he's challenging, you know, entre- entrepreneurs to think about is think about your business as the product itself mm-hmm. that you're trying to sell. Right. That what if, you know, you don't have to, this doesn't have to be your goal to think right. this way. Nope. But what if you were going to franchise your innovation business mm. or the new business you just bought? Right. Or, you know, um, you know, that uses the example of um, Ray Kroc. Okay. Name sound familiar? It does. Because you've seen it on a plaque in your local McDonald's. Oh. Okay. I did put those two together, but okay. Yeah. Now, what I didn't <coughs> fully understand is that Ray Kroc was... Um, um, not the originator of McDonald's. Oh. Yeah, so it was two brothers, and I can't remember their names, obviously, because, you know. But Ray, cause doesn't matter. Ray Kroc gets on the plaque, right? Right. Um, but Ray visited the original McDonald's and saw the efficient systems that they had set up for producing a, a hamburger quickly, uh-huh. on time, with good quality. Yeah. And he saw the potential in that and thought, we can create a system around this. Right. And so... You know, food service and stuff may not have been his number one passion, but what he saw was a system that can be repeated. And so mm. he built one of the world's biggest franchises ever, right? Right. Um, you know, through repeatable systems and predictable processes, mm-hmm. um, he built this. And so he looked at a restaurant as a franchise, not as a hamburger that he's trying to sell to somebody. That's interesting. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so the challenge is, for us to look at our business in that same manner of what if we were going to franchise this? Mm-hmm. What if I was going to sell it to somebody in another town at, you know, whatever <clears throat> decent franchise fee might be, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm going to get a, you know, couple $10,000 for the franchise fee. And then I'm going to give them resources and systems to run their business on so uh-huh. that they can be successful. That's awesome. Or, or if you want to think about it slightly different is, what if I'm just in this business for the next three years and then I'm going to sell it? Yeah. that's What do I have to have in place to be able to sell my business? Right. And maybe that's, you know, like I said, maybe that's never our goal in the end right. is to actually franchise or to sell, mm-hmm. but we want to be successful where we're at. Right. If we're going to make it to the next level, what are the goals and systems processes? What do they we have to, to have in place, place to mm-hmm. be able to make, take it to that next level? Right. right. And so that's what, uh, that's what Gerber is really kind of working through was, um, you know, what are those things? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, how do you, how do you work on your business, <clears throat> not just in it? Right. Cause when you're in it, you're just trying to, right. You know, you're working, you're worried you're, about today's right. income, tomorrow's outflow. You know, are we going to make ends meet? We're going to make payroll. <laughs> right. Like I've not, I've heard that so many times from other entrepreneurs. Right. You right. Know, it's like, Absolutely. It's a real thing. Yeah. Or if you're a solopreneur, do I get paid? Right. Even better. <laughs> Is there enough coming in that I actually get paid? Because right. that was kind of one of the goals here, right? Right. Um, and so, so we were just kind of processing, what are the things that we have to have in place that if we were going to sell it, mm-hmm. you know, or franchise it, what would be expected in that? Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to throw you on the spot. What are, okay. what are some of the things you think that if you were looking, if you were shopping around for a franchise, mm-hmm. okay, put yourself on the other side, okay. I'm going to buy into a business. Right. Okay. Um, and w- what would you be looking for? What would you want to know about a business before you buy into it? 
Um, I think initially I would probably want to look at um, some sort of um, what their metrics are, what they measure, they me- measure okay. their, their successes and losses by. Right. I would probably want to see, and at some level, like, I think all of the businesses that you would look at or potentially look at come down to numbers too. You know, like yeah. like financial numbers. Like, obviously, right. that seems like a no-brainer, right? Right. But I think outside of the financial numbers side of things, I mm-hmm. think it's a metrics on how they're dealing with their employees and how they're dealing with their customers um, and what metrics that they're holding their employees at to try to hit so that they know they're growing. Because okay. I think that what that's one thing that I've learned in, in my, my days of <coughs> owning a business is that my coach has taught me, hey, you need to have metrics to be able to show you where you're going. Right. And I've never those process so that you can put processes in place to be able to know for sure that that, ha- that this stuff is going to happen. So I think those metrics are probably the one of the key things that I would be looking at. Okay. So you've got metrics, you've got everything around the numbers of profit, loss, right. overhead, you know, how are all these how are all these systems, how are all these income and outflow, how are all these working together? Right. Right. Okay. And um, I would also think that relationships are a big thing for me. Like okay. I, I wanna know how people are treated and like, is it a cutthroat environment? Because if it's a cutthroat mm-hmm. environment, I know that I'm out. Right. Like, I just, I don't, I don't, I can't function that way for me personally. Mm-hmm. I'm sure some people can, and maybe it's the right system for some people, right. but it's not for me. Right. Okay. So, and you mentioned a minute ago as well, the metrics for employees, how they are challenged to rise to the, to the rise to the occasion, yep. right? Um, but in that, what you just mentioned is like the leadership culture. Right. What's the culture around the workplace? What, what's expected? How? Yeah, is it a is it a place that I jive with? Right. Okay. And I think that you know, if it, I uh, to your point, right? Um, people start things for different reasons. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I have a friend that he initially started a business with the expectation that he was hoping to sell in five days, five years. Yeah. And so yeah, exactly. And, and he honestly threw me off when he told me that a long time ago because his whole business strategy was to build it to sell it. Right. So right. he he was constantly looking at the bigger picture to make sure that he yeah. could sell his product, which mm-hmm. was his business. Right. Which, um, like like a franchise almost, but not. It was an individual business. He wasn't franchising out. Mm-hmm. He was just trying to sell that business. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, so I think that knowing that, knowing what the culture, knowing what the driving train is behind it, is also going to affect whether. I grew well with it or not, mm-hmm. I guess, if that's, right. does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So, but in the, even in those numbers though, you need to know, um, you know, is there a system for me to execute payroll? Like we mentioned a minute ago. Right. Or do I have to create my own? Mm-hmm. Do I have to come up with my own or do you have something that I can tap into, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but then you even get into like other systems and processes that I would be curious about is like, what drives your lead generation? Yes. You know, is there is there a national, if this is a national franchise, is there a way that that can kind of feed into me as well, mm-hmm. being local or regional or, you know, or do you have systems or, you know, what tools are in place that will help me through this? Right. You know, do you have a sales system, something that helps me um, understand the business better to close on? Mm-hmm. You know, somebody going before me saying, here's what's worked and here's what's not worked right. when you're trying to sell this specific product. Right. You know, um, marketing. Yep. Huge. Who wants to 
muddle. You know, we did say we might do a podcast on that one of these days of yeah. all the marketing options out there and what, a lot what of works. Stuff out there. Yeah. yeah, just to wade through that swamp of stuff. Right. You know, um, but you know, who builds a website? Yes. You know, I There's, mean, it, yes. Who manages the social media? <laughs> Not me. <laughs> right. So, I mean, you know, as I think about, you know, as I thought about, you know, what if I were to buy into a franchise, you know, all of those questions come into play. Right. You know, how much control do you, does the the franchise exert over the oh, local, you right. know? And that was another one that kind of came to mind is that yes. some franchises seem to be a whole lot more tightly managed right. than others. And so, you know. And I mean... The whole idea, like if you're buying a franchise, nine times out of ten, there's a package that comes. Like you get the, you're buying the business with a package, and right. the package right. includes A, B, and C. And oftentimes that is uh, a bigger name, along with the marketing that goes with that, mm -hmm. along with some already pre-purposed um, uh, systems that they know work for other franchises around right. the country, right? So right. you're getting that as as part of the franchise fee or mm -hmm. however they do that, right? Right. And they've then, already put the research in. <clears throat> here's the point of sale system that works great with our business and here's some cash handling techniques or procedures for you to follow. Right. Yeah. And so and oftentimes, like you said, in that prepackaged agreement, you don't you use their person. You don't go outside of that right. to do your own marketing because the marketing's already run through this department and right. therefore so if you know if you're going to buy this business that you're going to have, you're not going to have to deal with those things, but yet those are some of the things that you enjoy doing, then that's probably not the answer because you're going to be beating your head against a wall trying to fix something that's not in your control. Right. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So then if, but if you're buying a business that it's sole owner and it's not a franchise, then yes, you get to deal with all those headaches. Right. And more. Right. Um, and, and don't get me wrong. They, you're they're they look like two different things, but you know, there's just different reasons for different businesses. There's a different reason. Somebody's going to go after a franchise different for a different purpose than they are their sole, a sole business, a sole right. owner right. opportunity. Yeah. So if you take a look at what we just did, mm -hmm. we just named all the systems, or most of, mm -hmm. <laughs> most of the systems that your business needs to succeed. Right. Yeah, that's true. And so... That's what I think Gerber is trying to get entrepreneurs to think through is, you know, if I think of this as a franchise or a business that I'm going to build to sell, mm -hmm. if I'm going to be able to sell it to somebody and I'm going to sell them on, hey, joining this company is the best decision you could ever make. And here's why. Right. We've got to have these systems and processes in place. Agreed. And, yeah. you know, and so, you know, as you're building your business, you don't have a marketing department you can go to at the national level. <laughs> right. So what is your marketing process? Mm -hmm. What are the, the three or four things that you are going to show up in consistently mm -hmm. rather than, you know, do, am I going to do the shotgun approach where I change gears right. every two weeks? Or am I going to show up consistently in these channels and this is how we're going to run it? Mm -hmm. And who's going to do it? Yeah. How does it get done? How much money are you allocating to that? Right. Lead generation, payroll. You know, all of these systems are things that um, we have to think through as business owners that if we want to succeed and make it to the next level, we've got to put these in place. And I would encourage you, I mean, you say that we should know them. And I'll be honest with you, when I first started my, my business, one of my businesses, I had a, um, an advertiser call me and be like, so what's your budget for this year? Yeah. 
uh, <laughs> I don't have a budget <laughs> right. for this year. Like, like I don't even know how much I want to spend on this. Like, you just tell me how much. It, not that I would have completely given it to them at some level because I don't think they really needed to know. Right. It was whether I wanted to do it or not. And yeah. I get it, but I was also I was doing the shotgun approach because mm-hmm. I didn't know what would work for that particular business, and I don't. But I also knew that for me personally, with that particular business, I was trying to build a brand. I was yes. not trying to just constantly seek out um, new revenue. Mm-hmm. I was trying to build a brand that people could stand behind and know know that what that brand means. Right. And so my I had a longer term approach to it than than hey we just got to go get some people in the door. You right. know what I mean? Like, right. and and to be fair, with that particular business, the sticker the sticker cost was not. 50 bucks it was like right five thousand and above you know right. what i mean so it's yeah. like you're not gonna hit everybody at a sh- at the grocery store to spend five thousand dollars when they went in to go buy ten dollars worth of groceries right. it's just not gonna happen right but you know it's it goes back to the marketing you just definitely got to know what you're trying to do and where, mm-hmm. where you're going with it. yeah and if and if you know in advance i'm only gonna spend i can only spend one or two hundred dollars a month right. on this that's all i've got Right. How, wh- what's the mechanism? Right. You know, because one ad somewhere can totally drain that budget and next month's and the next month's. Right. And then you're kind of like, did I get anything back from that? So, right. you know, knowing these systems in advance, um, you know, help us grow. Yeah. Help us create structures that we can succeed in. Because um, it's, go ahead. Can I touch on a sideline there? Yeah. One thing that I think that is really huge that I've noticed with a lot of business owners that I know is that for those who are investing into their community are oftentimes um, more successful too because it's not they're not just constantly out there trying to um, uh, receive from the community mm-hmm. they're also giving back to the community right, right. in that facet and in that process they're getting their name out there and people are trusting them yeah. more so I mean, by helping other stuff that's going yeah. on in the community. There's some organizations that do that. They don't buy yeah. fancy big name marketing and so recognize. I guess what, what I want to bring up mm-hmm. is, and I I think this is valuable um, to our listeners. If you're a small business owner and you're not um, uh, volunteering or investing into your local school, or even if it's your kids' school, mm-hmm. like. I think it's huge. Take a look at it. Absolutely. I think it's it, it's worth your time. Mm-hmm. It it might not be immediate, right? It, recognize it's a mm-hmm. long game, it's, right? But there is some huge value and huge relationships that grow from that, which is I think it's huge, right? Right. Um, sorry. Uh, no, you're good. That's a good uh, word. That's a really good word. So, um, yeah, and and so if you're moving from solopreneur. Mm-hmm. to I'm hiring my first couple of people or, you know, now I'm, I'm actually developing teams that have departments with, I have a sales department right? <laughs> and a, and an accounting and a payroll department, you know, right. I mean, you know, you're moving these systems and processes from your head mm-hmm. and you may have run them for five, 10, 15 years on your own, right. but now you have to teach somebody else how to do those. Right. And, and that's where the transition happens, isn't it? Right. And, and, you know, no one's going to be like, you have to do this 100% exactly the way I would do it. Right. But here are the big keystone metrics that have to happen right. every time. Right. Payroll must happen by the first. You know, <laughs> that's kind of a big deal. People will get grumpy. Right, right. They don't get paid. Um, <laughs> you know, and so, um, 
you know, you have to learn to put these processes, get them out of your head, clarify these processes, get them, get them in a place where you can teach others to follow those. Right. You know, um, and how many entrepreneurs are process people? I would say it's probably 50%. Maybe? Maybe. Sure. So, so I mean, some are, some are going to build a business based on here is the best way to, to do what we're after. Mm-hmm. You know, here's a product or service. And yeah, we can develop process and procedures. Right. Um, and then others are going to build a business based on their connections, their relationships, their, right. the pride in their work. And yeah. So if you're, not, sure. if you're listening to this and you're thinking, I'm not that guy. Have no fear. There is people out there. Neither are we. (laughs) Right. Neither are we, um, for one. And two, there is people out there that are in love with this idea that they can create processes that come out of your head. Because Mm -hmm. I know that I am not a process person. Right. However, I have a wonderful soul that helps me Mm -hmm. put those processes in place and helps me put them down on paper so that we have a better understanding of how to best move forward should something happen. There are some incredibly talented people that have a knack for pulling those things out of your head. Right. And they enjoy getting it on paper and, and, you know, creating a system out of that. I mean, Mm -hmm. that, yeah. Um, And so I just recognize that you're, you know, um, this is probably goes to pre talking about purchasing a business, but recognize your own talents mm -hmm. and then recognize the talents that you're short on. It's right. okay. Yeah. Don't, yeah. don't, don't see this as discouraging. Recognize that as a strength. If you right. can see that stuff, I thought it was discouraging. I really did for a long time. <laughs> um, but I honestly think that now recognizing my own abilities and other people's strengths is, has just been a huge blessing. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So this is all well and good in theory, right? Right. This all sounds great. Right. And then you wake up tomorrow and you go, yeah, when am I going to do that? Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, tomorrow. Tomorrow. Okay, maybe over the weekend. Tomorrow. No, no, I just, I can't think about this anymore. You right. Know, Monday morning, I'm going to hit it. Strong Monday morning, right? Right. <laughs> the tyranny of the urgent as a business owner is crushing. Mm-hmm. It really is. It is. And so how do I find space to just back away? Mm-hmm. To pull back, like you said earlier, you're looking at the bigger picture and, you know, and, and Gerber goes on to say it, you know, it's working on the business, not in the business. Mm-hmm. And that is a discipline. Yes. That's, that's hard to capture because. Oh. And, you know, if you're a solopreneur, right, mm-hmm. sometimes it's as simple as doing one small task a day. I think I've realized that early on. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm coaching a guy and he called me this morning. We were And, you know, he had huge kudos. I had huge kudos for him today. Because he was, he took some steps that were more on the focusing on um, the business side that he needed to take. And even though they were small, like, I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that if I had been asked to do what he done, I don't know that it would have gotten done because I didn't enjoy doing it. But I also know that he was able to take the steps to do it. I probably would have, honestly, probably would have handed off somebody else. (laughs) Um, but, um, he was able, because he's by himself and can't hire somebody to do it right now, Mm -hmm. but in order to help build his business, to help focus on the bigger picture of things, he was able to take some steps and you know, they, they were small, but, but in his world, they were huge, which is awesome. You know what I mean? Yeah. So what might seem small 
over time can slowly build up to a dam. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. small nuggets can build up to a dam right. if you just take your time and take some build up slowly. Right. So I mean, if, if you take the same advice that you took in building your business from day one, right? Yeah. I mean, if you think about, I mean, you turned me on to the guy, Dan Miller. Dan Miller. Right? 48 Dan Miller. days to the work you love, right? right. He, he says, you Shout know, Dan. set aside 15 hours a week. Yep. Three hours a day. Yep. You know, stop binging on Netflix, stop, you know, whatever. Right. And put 15 hours a week into your side hustle, mm -hmm. and you will have a full-blown career before you know it. Right. Right? Yeah. Um, uh, I was listening to Amy Porterfield, uh, Mr. Amy Porterfield, uh, okay. Marketing Made Simple. Mm -hmm. um, she talked about somebody who was doing 15-minute sprints that maybe get in one or two a day, mm -hmm. but whenever they saw an opportunity, I'm going to make a 15-minute sprint, and I'm just going to jot down anything I can think about. Okay, here's our point-of-sale systems. Yep. Here's the process, blah, 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 blah. 15 minutes later done, I'm back to my normal job. <laughs> right. And talked about how this person built a business on 15-minute sprints. Wow. Isn't that cool? I don't think that I've listened to that one. In That's the midst, awesome. of, in the midst of a forty-plus-hour career, right? You know, built a business on fifteen-minute sprints. That's awesome. And so, but it's. That's exactly right. to the point. I mean, right? that's that's the entrepreneurial advice of how do you launch something when you're already when you got a gig, right? <laughs> right. Right. You got a gig. Right. It's your business now. Right. Take fifteen-minute sprints. Should even set aside. Take your lunch hour. I mean, even like fifteen minutes of your lunch hour. Yeah, even like Tim Ferriss's four-hour work week, right? Yeah, you know, that, a little bit different purpose, but right. What if you just said, "I'm going to take four hours this week, or thirty hmm. minutes a day"? That's you know, five days. That's two and a half hours. Two and a half hours. That's yeah. two and a half hours creating. You know, working on your business that you're not doing today. Right. You know, and what kind of difference would two and a half hours a week make? Right. Huge. Yeah. It would have huge benefits to you. I completely agree. And so... Um, Can you imagine doing that for 52 weeks of the year? Or 50, yeah, 52 weeks of the year. I'm not going to do the math on that. I, no, I'm not going to do well, the math on that. Well, 52 times 2, If you think about yeah. like that... I mean, yeah, <laughs> if you just took the two hours, right? Two hours right. and 52 weeks. We'll throw a little fudge factor in there, right? Right. Uh, but that's 100 hours a year, right? Right. That's like taking two weeks off to work on your business. Right. Like Plus. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, that's three weeks, almost three right. weeks of, of, of time uh -huh. spent on something that you're focused and intentional on. Right. And I guarantee you that as you progress, it's going to come easier and easier. It's, it's part of that getting out of the gate and doing it. Right. C setting that new, um, what do they call it? Habit. So mm -hmm. that you can know that, hey, I'm going to do this real quick for 15 right. minutes. And it's, right. it's not... Like you can I mean, sacrifice. You go to any business. You go to any business owner, and you're like, "Hey, I think you should take two. Oh no, let's go three weeks off. Mm -hmm. And I just want you to do nothing but working on your business during those yeah. three weeks. What business owner would be able to do that? Oh, yeah, I know. No, that's yeah. a mountain. It is. You know, and so I think, you know, going back to Gerber and the E myth, right? Mm -hmm. That when you think of your business as the product, and you want to work on your business, you want to create this this franchise or this sellable business, that's kind of where we started this conversation, right? Right. That just feels like a giant mountain you got to climb. Totally. But if you just do it step by step, right? you know, little 15, 30-minute sprints here or there, and you just throw things down, get yeah. it on paper, and just I, get it out of your head. I'm so glad we're talking about this because, one, we just discussed the fact that I was purchasing a business not too long ago. And, mm -hmm. two, like I, I realized in that process, 
I need to be thinking about that because, you know, even though that my expectation is I'm not going to sell my businesses, like the two that I own, mm-hmm. um, that are, have been my startups and, and pretty much followed on, on, um, I've been running for a while. Um, I have no plans on selling them, but I've also went, you know, at some level, if I, I should consider that though, not that I want to sell them, but then I know it's viable. Right. Like at any one point, it should something happen and they should sell, have to mm-hmm. sell them. Then I have the processes in place so that they can be taken over by somebody else and run. Right. Or that they can continue to run without me. Mm-hmm. I mean, there might be a time and a place where it, I'm not needed. And that's okay. Right. Right. I think for many business owners, that's scary. Yeah. Like, hey, I don't know that I cannot be valuable to the business. You know what? Mm. Work yourself out. Right. And do something else. Like, because you can do something else. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. And that, I honestly think that some people get freaked out by that. I'm like, you know what? If you can groom somebody to take over your spot and help grow that business, and you have a, like you said, you have a product, then at that point, your business is your product. Mm -hmm. You can either duplicate it and do it somewhere else, or you can add to it if you really wanted to. If it's, you know, which is really cool idea because then I can't think of his name with the 400 businesses. Oh, uh, <laughs> Branson, Who Richard Branson, Richard Branson. Yeah. 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 So it's like, if you have it, it totally makes sense to how he can get to the point where you own 400 businesses. Mm-hmm. I think is what the number was. I don't know. It was me. over. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like that. So a crazy amount of businesses that he's involved with, but he's not like he's involved in the fact that yes, he owns them. But he's not involved with the fact that he's got to show up there at 400 businesses every day to make things happen. Right. right. Which is a neat concept. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if, as an entrepreneur, if you, if there's, I was just had a meeting this morning and they were telling me, you know, there's always somebody bigger that's done more. And, oh, yeah. to, you know, and not that I want to be the top guy because I don't know that I ever want to sit that high, but it's a neat idea to think like, I could be more than just this one business that I own mm-hmm. or, you know, why, when I first started, I told people I wanted to own five businesses and they were like, you're crazy. You right. don't, you don't need to own five businesses. Right. Why don't you just focus on one? I had so many people tell me that. And I was like, nope, the number's five. I don't know why the number is five, but it's been five. And my guess is at some point it's going to change and it's going to be bigger than five. Or it might be like one. Right. <laughs> or it might be back to one. Yeah. Like, right. But it's, if, if it's your dream and you need to figure out how to get there, then focus on that. Mm-hmm. Focus on that that, that, yeah. that, like you said, it's a product. That one business is a product. Yeah. All right. So to recap. Recap. Think about your entire business as the product, something mm-hmm. that you're trying to sell, even if you're not going to sell it yeah. or franchise it. Think about it in those terms so that you have what's in place to be successful for tomorrow. And to yes. get there, you only... You could spend 15 minutes a day, every day. Mm. Just that, build that routine in. That sound, I still can't get over that. Like 15 minutes a day. Yeah. yeah. How many times I mean, how many times have you sat down and watched YouTube or something just ridiculous? You didn't get anything out of it except the 15 minutes of enjoyment. But yet you could have right. taken your life to another level in 15 minutes. Right. <laughs> well, and there's the other um, uh, reviewing your day. 
Remember, we talked about this a number of episodes ago, yeah. of kind of contemplating, thinking through your day, you know, what went well, what what could have gone better, how could I have changed things, what, you know, what do I need to work on tomorrow? Yeah. That if you take that 15 minutes at the end of your day just to mm-hmm. review, um, there's like a 30% increase in productivity really? associated with that. Just taking 15 minutes to think about the day you just did. Okay, so basically, if you listen to this podcast and you haven't changed something tomorrow... Re, re, re-listen to this podcast. <laughs> well, I'm going to be listening to a lot of episodes. Because <laughs> you need 15 minutes a day, which is nothing. It's a drop in the bucket if, for your day. Yeah. I mean, like, like you said, you spend it on YouTube or you spend it on Netflix or on you Netflix spend it on I mean, and something, the crazy you know? part is, is probably a majority of America does that. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I'm, I'd be curious to know what the stats are. Mm-hmm. But how many entrepreneurs, millionaires, decamillionaires whatever mm-hmm. gazillionaires watch TV every day or watch YouTube. They probably don't. They probably don't have time for it. I guess I need mm. to change my 15 minutes for tomorrow. I mean, you can still watch one episode of The Office. Just don't watch two. <laughs> <laughs> no binge watching. Yeah, that's what gets us in trouble probably. Right, so totally. Not being able to stop. All right. I think we've gone off the rails. Yeah, sorry, enough, guys. Right? So, yeah, beautiful. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, we uh, totally recommend the book The E-Myth by uh, Michael Gerber. Yes. Um, definitely worth looking into, um, you know, thinking through. And, you know, and there's a lot of people out there that love um, love looking at the big picture. Yep. And would be super glad to sit down with you and just be like, yeah, yeah. we can. What Have you thought about it this way? Or have yeah. you thought about this way? Um, or there's the people who love developing processes and systems. So sure. And they're sure. so good at detail. They so are. And me, I'm... I'm not a systems. I mean, yep. I like dreaming up systems in terms mm-hmm. of like, here are the 10 uh, milestones that have to happen in the system. Mm-hmm. But then I don't like living in the systems, right. even the ones I even look at and create on my own. I'm like, no, thank you. Right. But there are people that love it. There is. They eat it up and they're so good at it. Yep. And so um, being willing to ask for help. Yep. And, um, you know, and just. It, even if it's just, you know, for those that are, are struggling with that idea and just going, oh, there's no way I'm doing this. Just write down five things of the thing of the thing that you're thinking about. So there's probably something that you're doing every day. Mm-hmm. If you could write five things that you know that need to get done, you've kind of almost created your own little mini system. And yeah. you don't even have to expound upon that. You can have somebody else do that for you at some yeah. point. Because if just you're at the high if, level for today, if you're a solopreneur, mm-hmm. you're the you're the person that probably needs to know that most. Right. But it, the problem becomes was when you go to grow. Yeah. If you don't put that in place at some level, then it's harder for you to get to the next step. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we've we've ran it enough. Yeah. Sorry. This has been good. <laughs> Thank you all for listening. Yep. Thanks for um, listening, guys. We are, um, you know, really excited right. to be able to be here for you and showing up like this and um, just. Uh, yeah, we got uh, we got some really cool things coming up down the road. We've mm-hmm. got interviews set aside with uh, um, a real estate agent, a financial planner, um, a, uh, a young entrepreneur that's uh, turning you know servicing your car into a you know on the spot thing place. I mean, I'm I'm looking forward to that one. You yeah. know, um, I mean, we've got some really cool interviews coming up um, and some cool topics. So hang in there. Give us a like, subscribe. Yeah. Shoot us an email. Send us some comments. Podcast at exonimo.solutions. It'll be in the show notes. Um, let us know you're listening. That'd you got awesome. a question? 
there's a book that has meant a lot to you, like you know, yes, Nemeth, please share those too. Dude, that might even be something we should look into. Talking about a few more books. I love that idea. So, um, yeah, um, let us know how we can help, how we can serve you guys. So, keep fighting for the highest good for others. Yes, thanks for listening. Yeah, we'll catch you next week. Sounds good. Bye bye. Bye.